Welcome everyone to this service of parish praise. Once again, it's great to have your company as we come as God's people to worship him together. A very warm welcome if you're joining us as a podcast or whether you're watching the video from either of our three churches, St. James, St. John's or All Saints, or indeed further afield, even in different countries. It's great to have your company and we're so glad that you can join us for this short service. As we gather, let's pause for a moment in silence and commit this time to the Lord with a prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit with us as we gather today as your people. Lord, we ask that you speak to our hearts and to our minds and lead us by your Holy Spirit so that all we might do and say might be for your praise and your glory and the extension of your heavenly kingdom. Amen. Amen. We begin with the opening responses which can be found in your parish praise service booklets which are of course available on our church website www.winsandchurches.org.uk. The Lord be with you and also with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We come to a time of confession. This is a moment for each of us to come before the Lord our Father, the Lord our Redeemer, the Lord our light and our hope, and confess those moments before him when we've fallen short of what he expects from us. Once again, we join in the prayer of confession together from our service booklets. O Lord of life, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, you can come close and repair us. O Lord of life, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our thoughtless deeds, for our empty speech and the words with which we read it. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his goodness, keeping you in life eternal. This is the collect, the special prayer set for today, the second Sunday before Advent. Heavenly Father, whose blessed Son was revealed to destroy the works of the devil and to make us the children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that we, together, having this hope, may purify ourselves even as he is pure, that when he shall appear in power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom, where he is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we come to our reading today from God's Word, and Joe is going to read for us. Thank you, Joe. Our Gospel reading today is taken from Matthew chapter 25 reading from verses 14 to 30. 
the parable of the talents. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, after that reading, we come to our first hymn, which follows the collect, which talked about the purifying of our hearts. And this hymn, our first hymn, is purify my heart.
November the 5th is a big annual celebration here in the UK. Meanwhile, in the USA, people had been casting their vote for their choice of future president. Fire and choice. And these are two themes that reoccur as we approach Advent. And the next two Sundays contain consecutive readings from St Matthew's Gospel. Fire and choice. These themes reoccur as Matthew deals with a tricky issue. It's the issue of hell. Now, as Christians, we don't like to talk about hell because it appears to sit uncomfortably with our notion that God is love. It raises uncomfortable questions like, if God created everything, why did he create hell? Or how could a God of love allow such a place as hell? If you're listening or watching, just pause for a moment and think what you might say in response if someone asked you as a Christian about those things, about hell. Now the traditional image of hell is one of fire and brimstone, smoke and torment, as captured by Hieronymus Bosch painting in the 1400s. And there does appear to be some biblical references that on the surface back that view up. For example, the lake of fire in the book of Revelation, the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth that was described by Christ in today's reading, or the eternal punishment that we hear about in next week's reading. But our Gospel writer Matthew is inviting us to look more deeply than a surface skim of just three verses. And it's really easy to miss what Jesus was conveying because we don't have the Jewish context that Matthew assumes his recipients benefit from. As many of you know, the new vicarage in Winscombe is within a new housing development. And this is very exciting for us as a family and also a church community for mission in the future. However, one of the difficulties of living on a new housing estate is getting your recycling and household waste collected when the postcode is so new it doesn't appear on maps. One of the Hebrew words Jesus used for hell is Gehenna, and the citizens of Jerusalem knew where and what it was. It was just outside the city, the place where the waste and refuse of the city was taken to be burned. In Jesus' time, there was no council truck to collect the weekly recycling, and fire was the medium by which waste was consumed. Gehenna the place outside the holy city where that which didn't belong was reduced to nothing. It's easy to see the talents mentioned in today's reading as directly relating to financial stewardship. But as we saw recently in our God of Us Story Bible series, God loves humanity as the zenith of creation. And one of the talents or precious gift that God has given to each one of us is the freedom to make our own choice, or free will. Another of these talents is the capacity to love. 
As Christians, we hope and we pray that people will respond to God's great love in affirmation and acceptance, but people do not have to. We hope folk will see in Jesus Christ the image of a loving God who died for our wrongdoing and opened the way to reconciliation and forgiveness. But folk remain free to choose otherwise. Just three chapters earlier, Jesus had described heaven as a great banquet with as much celebration and rejoicing as Matthew 22. But he also made clear we can choose not to go. One apostle wrote of it as choosing our citizenship. He wrote, our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly wait a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's Philippians 3, 18 and 20. So where does that leave us? Jesus in Matthew is giving his hearers an image of heaven, but also an image of what it means to cast our vote against God, to use the free will God has given us as a negative choice. When people reject God, they are choosing separation from a God who loves them deeply. They are choosing separation from heaven, a place of light, a place of joy, peace, and a place where we are made whole again, a place of celebration. In the future, where God has redeemed all, all those who choose separation are choosing nothingness, a place outside the holy city, a Gehenna outside Jerusalem. But those that do, I think it will be like realising all your friends are at a fantastic party and celebration and you had decided not to go. Any agony, torment or anguish is less something that God is inflicting and more the consequence of a self-realisation that one's own choices have cost eternal separation from all that is good. It's perhaps unsurprising that the residents of Jerusalem in Jesus' time considered Gehenna cursed. However, as Christians, we remember that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. That's Galatians 3.13. And this knowledge encourage us, encourages us to pray deeply and earnestly for those around us, that they might turn to our Lord Jesus Christ, even though their words and actions may indicate to us their choice temporarily is otherwise. After all, the apostles had a really hard time believing that someone like Saul, who became Saint Paul, could turn to Christ. We see that in Acts chapter 9. Also, we must never ever consider anyone a lost cause, but remain prayerful on their behalf. Because God never gives up hope for his people and can even redeem our negative choices for ultimate good. What about people or children who sadly die before they can respond to the Lord's gracious love? Well, the Psalm 103 reminds us that God is merciful and compassionate. 
all in innocence will be welcomed into his heavenly kingdom. As St. Paul wrote, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We return to our service booklets to proclaim words of faith together in the form of the Creed. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And now we come to a time of intercession and prayer. Dear Lord, as we approach Advent, we are reminded that you are our coming King and that you have given the gift of choice to your, to your people. Be with those whose experiences may have turned them away from faith. We pray for the people in our community as they hear about your love for them. We pray they might choose to place their trust in you. We pray for them. We pray for the people who are dear to us, helping them to see your love in us and turn to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you that we can meet together today using technology. Thank you for the ways in which ministry has continued during the lockdown. Thank you for, for what we have learned today as we have heard from your word. We lift up to you now those who in our three local churches and those joining in with these podcasts and videos from further away. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the lonely that might find you with them. We pray for those feelings, for those feeling lost, that they might find their way to you. We pray for the wanderers that they might find their home in you. We pray for the cynical and the sceptical, and in you may they faith, they find true hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those affected by COVID-19, for healing and wholeness, health and strength, and renewed thankfulness for life itself. For all our NHS and medical staff, we remember the care home and staff. We remember the care home staff and carers looking after the vulnerable in our parishes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up those dear to us who are struggling in body or mind, and the moment bringing them before you 
in a moment of quiet. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And we continue to pray using the words that Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn reminds us of the reflection we heard this week about Beatitudes, the hunger and thirst we have for righteousness and the longing we heard of today for redemption for these earthly bodies. The hymn is, of course, There is a Redeemer.
production, Joe and Derek, or through our music, which is Chris, Claire and Martin, or the prayers, or the reading, or anybody else who's helped out to make these digital services possible. I'm so much of a blessing to so many. God bless you all. We, can, we conclude our time of fellowship today with the blessing. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you this day and always.